Hello, and welcome to PrimeMed's News and Updates podcast. This series is intended to provide clinicians with the latest updates in primary care. Topics covered in today's episode include early treatment of concussions, decision aids in hip and knee arthroplasty, and testosterone therapy in adult men. Early treatment tied to faster concussion recovery. Earlier initiation of clinical care is associated with faster recovery after concussion, according to a study published online January 6 in JAMA Neurology. Anthony P. Contos from the University of Pittsburgh and colleagues investigated the association between time since injury to initiation of clinical care and concussion recovery time. The analysis included 162 athletes aged 12 to 22 years who had a diagnosed symptomatic concussion. Time to care was defined as early, no more than seven days since injury, or late, eight to 20 days after injury. The researchers reported that the groups were similar with respect to symptom severity and cognitive, ocular, and vestibular outcomes at first clinic visit. However, Compared with the early group, the late group had an adjusted odds ratio of 4.7 for a recovery of longer than 30 days. Being in the late group, adjusted odds ratio 5.8, and having more than two visual motion sensitivity symptoms, adjusted odds ratio 4.5, were significantly associated with recovery time. Early clinical care, including behavioral management interventions and targeted exertion, vestibular and oculomotor rehabilitation exercises also may minimize mistime at work, school, or sports, helping the patient return to a normal routine sooner, a co-author said in a statement. Decision aids may not reduce odds of hip or knee arthroplasty. Use of decision aids developed for shared decision-making does not appear to reduce the odds of hip and knee arthroplasty in patients with osteoarthritis, according to a study published in the January issue of Health Affairs. Vanessa B. Hurley from Georgetown University School of Nursing and Health Studies in Washington, D.C., and colleagues analyzed data for 2012 to 2015 for patients with the 10 high-value healthcare collaborative member systems who were exposed to condition-specific decision aids within the context of consultations for hip and knee osteoarthritis. The aids, which included paper, video, and web-based tools, are intended to support shared decision-making. The researchers found that patients exposed to decision aids had increased odds of undergoing hip surgery and knee surgery compared with unexposed patients, odds ratios 2.59 and 1.77 respectively, for undergoing arthroplasty six months after a consultation relative to the control group in optimal propensity score match models. Patient characteristics associated with the likelihood of knee arthroplasty included diabetes, odds ratio 0.84, and depression, odds ratio 1.54. Compared with non-Hispanic and Latino white patients, 
black and African-American and Hispanic Latino patients had reduced odds of knee arthroplasty. Odds ratios 0.48 and 0.60, respectively, and hip arthroplasty. Odds ratios 0.40 and 0.26, respectively. Healthcare systems that adopt decision aids developed for use in shared decision-making and used in conjunction with hip and knee osteoarthritis consultations should not expect reduced surgical utilization, the authors write. Guideline issued for testosterone therapy in adult men. In a new evidence-based clinical practice guideline, published online January 7th in the Annals of Internal Medicine, recommendations are presented for testosterone treatment in men with age-related low testosterone. Susan J. Diem from the Minneapolis VA Healthcare System and colleagues reviewed the current evidence from 38 randomized controlled trials to assess the benefits and harms of testosterone treatment for men without underlying organic causes of hypogonadism. The researchers found that testosterone therapy improved sexual functioning and quality of life, although the effect sizes were small. Little to no effect was seen for testosterone treatment on physical functioning, depressive symptoms, energy and vitality, or cognition. Based on the evidence review, Amir Kasim from the American College of Physicians in Philadelphia and colleagues developed guidelines for treatment. The authors recommend that for men with sexual dysfunction who may want to improve sexual function, clinicians should discuss whether to initiate testosterone. The discussion should include potential benefits, harms, costs, and patient preferences. Clinicians should reevaluate symptoms within 12 months and intermittently thereafter. For men wanting to improve sexual function, clinicians should consider intramuscular rather than transdermal formulations as costs are considerably lower. Clinicians should not initiate testosterone treatment to improve energy, vitality, physical function, or cognition for men with age-related low testosterone. This and other current guidelines agree that the recent increase in use of testosterone treatment for nonspecific symptoms of aging, especially in men without confirmed testosterone deficiency, is not indicated, write the authors of an accompanying editorial. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your hosts have been PrimeMed Digital's Lee Tatro and Kevin Foley. News content provided by Health Day. All rights reserved. See you next time.